You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for tuning in today for the next installment of Roadblocks and Objections to Living Scent. I'm Justin, and I'm here with my faithful, have to say that <laughs> faithfully, co-host, James Rossley, pastor here at Church on Bayshore. How you doing, man? Well, I am doing very well. This is the last installment of Roadblocks and Objections. That's right, because we plan this to go through Easter and Easter's coming. Yeah, I'm sure everyone watching is disappointed that you don't have any resurrection eggs. Uh, I don't have an Easter bunny costume No resurrection eggs, no Easter bunny costume, but uh, we can, I will will post a link to some resurrection rolls. I don't even (laughs) know what that is. It's just stuff that we did as a family one time. In a charismatic church, that means something different, right? (laughs) That's right. We can can do that. In a Baptist Uh, church, we bake. That's the Sunday night service. literally roll. That's right. And run around. And yeah. (laughs) So Easter, uh, people have some traditions around Easter, I guess. What anything for your family? We're always so busy at Easter because we are in ministry. So we've actually like never celebrated Easter with extended family since we've been married uh, because we don't live near them. And we just we are we're those people who kind of forget that. Like, oh, egg egg hunt. Like, first, I'm like, why do we do that? Uh, Secondly, I'm like, oh, we should do that. And. Uh, last so, year we didn't have eggs because of COVID, so we made oh, eggs. We made. Yeah, I forgot yeah. we did this because last year seemed so long ago. My kids yeah. were like, "We actually made eggs out of Legos and hid them," which I thought was a pretty cool COVID. Yeah, Easter last thing. Easter was like the only Easter like we've like watched service as a family and all that. But yeah, I'm not super sentimental anyway. Um, aside, except for Christmas, I love Christmas. But holidays, like if you're in ministry, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, we just really like want to spend this Christmas Eve time like, and yeah. have some Sunday brunch, like at this time, it's like, then don't work for a church. Like, <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Like <laughs> go do something else because, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Easter, we do the egg hunt. We do, we eat, but I, that's, I just like to eat. So. Yeah. We do. We're, we're going to eat Obviously. regardless. So <laughs> yeah. Right. It just won't be a sandwich, you know, <laughs> yeah. for us. Uh, we get a favorite Easter song. Uh, resurrection songs about the resurrection. Uh, so that's weird. Isn't Easter that funny? Song? Aren't yeah. they all eggs? Like, they should be. Yeah. yeah. You know, growing Explain up, you know, that to me, yeah. So, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> here's a soapbox for you. Yeah. So people do, they had the, these Easter songs, you know, I yeah. think growing up, if you grew yeah. up singing hymns, like I did, there's like Christ, the Lord is risen today and up from the grave. He arose, which we only sang on Easter. Like mm. you didn't sing those other times of the year, which is kind of weird. Um, but, you know, really, uh, one of the things, you know, there's there's criticisms of modern worship music, uh, and some of them are somewhat valid. A lot of times- Jesus is my boyfriend songs. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, yeah. not those. We try not to sing those. I just want to feel you breathe on me, Lord. <laughs> want to touch you. I'm like, mm. uh, There are songs. Even sometimes we do one. I'm like, I wonder what uh, a dude that's like got dip in his mouth is singing right. right now. But Remember not? Yeah. Uh, but one of the great things I think about modern worship music is there is a lot more emphasis on resurrection resurrection and Christ's yeah. return. Uh, and so we, I mean, we really intentionally try to sing that yeah. every week. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say we do it every week because then I would, 
you know, there'd be like, I'd go back and somebody would find one Sunday where we didn't. But I, I really, that's an intentional thought we have in planning worship. Is we want to sing about the resurrection because Easter is not a once a year celebration. It is life for so us. When I first started pastoring, we did not make a big deal out of Easter because um, the truth is Christians should not make a big deal out of Easter from the sense of we're celebrating the resurrection once a year, because the reason we worship on Sunday, we Sabbath on Sunday is because Jesus rose from the grave on the Sunday. And that's right. what they're doing in the Bible because the resurrection changed everything. Now, before we because that's what we're going to talk about today. The reason Easter is a big deal for the church and for Christians is because in our culture, right. a lot of people will come and hear the gospel. And right. that's an opportunity to leverage. So take advantage of right. it. So point taken, if you haven't uh, made that investment yeah, in somebody, yeah. made that invitation, hey, you got time to do it. Invite someone, no matter, uh, you know, if you go to a different church, great, invite yeah. them. And, and this is a time to say, hey, I want to come. But and, in, in the early church, Good Friday, and the resurrection were celebrated every week. They took communion, remembering the death of Christ, and they took they they celebrated the resurrection every Sunday because it is, and like you said, it should be the emphasis of every week because it is the central point of our faith. That's right. And so today, that's why we're talking about the resurrection, because uh, there is an objection. You know, as we're having these conversations with people, sometimes this will come up in the conversation. Yeah, did Jesus really uh, rise from the grave? Was he really resurrected? And there are uh, people who would deny that this happened, and there's different theories about this. So how we're going to do this today, uh, James, uh, you've uh, recently taught Bible 101 here at our church, and uh, you've, you've taught on this subject before. So how we're going to do this today, I'm just going to ask you some questions and you're going to rapid fire answer mm. and uh you know just not rapid fire but you know you talk fast anyway so it is kind of rapid fire we, so we i i hope nobody listens to our podcast on one and a half times i think speed. they would be like what, what, what's happening now i think they are they're like oh i gotta oh wait it is normal speed <laughs> and then slow it down <laughs> uh that was like an eeyore voice yeah uh, so let's talk about the resurrection first let's begin with this um what are the theories uh, that would deny the resurrection? Yeah. So let me just back up and say again, Paul said, if Jesus, if Jesus didn't raise from the grave, we're to be pitied. Right. So like, why are we living the way we're living? So right. we shouldn't be living the way we're living as Christians if Jesus did not rise from the grave. So, you know, people, there's, there's a bunch of different theories, but there's five very popular theories on uh, what happened instead of the resurrection. So first would be the hallucination theory. And that just means that the disciples were so emotionally caught up and so ambitious about uh, their love for Jesus that they hallucinated that they saw Jesus, that none of this ever happened. You know, mm -hmm. um, another theory would be the wrong tomb theory, which means they just went to the wrong tomb and it hadn't been used yet. And, that you, and so they they're assumed, like, oh, yeah. right. Jesus isn't there, you know? Oh my gosh. You know, um, the next would be the swoon theory. And that was that Jesus actually did not die. So he was almost dead, you know, mm -hmm. he part, partly dead, like in that movie, The Princess Bride. And <laughs> right. so, you know, he, he ended up kind of recovering. Um, a next would be the substitution theory. And so that means actually that Judas, and I think Muslims believe this, that Judas was the one mm -hmm. who died on the cross or, or you know, p possibly someone else died on the cross. And then the last would be, and probably the most popular, is that they actually went in, they stole the body. Uh, from the Roman guards and um, then birthed the modern biggest conspiracy right, right. theory yes, to ever yeah. sweep the earth. Yeah. So, so those are some of the other theories uh, that have been presented about what actually happened. And, you know, I think some of those begin, I think a lot of those theories begin with people just 
trying to disprove rather right. than coming uh, to not just the Bible, but to historical documents and texts and saying, okay, what is there that talks about the resurrection? Right. So let's talk about that. Why yeah. can we trust that the resurrection happened? Right. So you have to take those theories and really anything and look at what is historically true, you know, put them up against history. I mean, that's what we do with our faith. We put our faith up against, you know, reality. Um, and so I'm going to use some, 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 um, stuff from Dr. Gary Habermas, which is probably the most, uh, in my opinion, most comprehensive investigation of the resurrection has been done by him. He's a professor at Liberty or was a professor at Liberty. Um, Go Flames. And, and he said this right. He said that 1,400 scholarly works uh, from liberal to conservative. So these are kind of, you know, not necessarily believers who've done this, concluded the following things to be true. Jesus did die by Roman crucifixion. Like it's historically reliable that he died by Roman crucifixion. Yeah, that part's not really up for like, people don't necessarily question that Jesus yeah. died that way. Right. I mean, there are some that do, but it's 1400 scholarly works. Almost all of them said this, uh, that he was buried mm -hmm. probably in a private tomb, you know? So after he's died, that he did that, they would all also say that there was a period of time where the disciples were discouraged or even denying wanting to live for Christ anymore. We see that recorded in the Bible as well, that the tomb was then found empty very soon afterwards. So the tomb where Jesus allegedly was buried was found to be empty. So, you know, there would be, so some of those theories are already taken out there that the disciples believed they saw Jesus. So again, mm -hmm. these scholarly works don't necessarily say that they saw Jesus, but that they believe they saw Jesus. The disciples changed. Mm -hmm. Something happened in the right. disciples' lives from being discouraged and denying their faith to then being willing to even die for their beliefs. That the resurrection was something they proclaimed from the beginning of the church. That's important. It wasn't something that began to be taught. Like infant baptism, for example, was something that was taught record show a couple hundred years after the, the, this period. The resurrection was a part of teaching at the beginning. Jerusalem, where Jesus was crucified and buried, is where this was proclaimed. This is important because, and Paul says this, there were 500 witnesses of the resurrection and those 500 witnesses, people knew those people. So it wasn't just these 12 guys, you know, who made something up or two guys who made something up. Like there were people who said they saw this, who like you knew people who knew them. And then Sunday is when they gathered. So you see this change in the church. And then the last one would be that skeptics believe that they saw Jesus. This mm -hmm. is important. James who's a half-brother of Jesus, who right. did not believe. <laughs> he did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He did not believe his brother was the Messiah. Yeah, I heard Andy Stanley say that. He was like, if there's anybody to be <laughs> the hardest person in the world to convince that you are the Messiah would be your brother. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> and so he changed, and then Saul mm -hmm. also changed. Right. So, you know, all of these things are pretty much uniformly agreed upon to be actual things that happen. None of them prove the resurrection itself, but we need to look at all of our theories about what happened in those lights. Yeah, I think we, and we're talking about things outside, to be clear, outside the Bible that really confirm what the Bible records. And these are things recorded in, in other historical documents. And I think even within the Bible, you know, it, it's, you know, in, in an intellectual argument, you can't necessarily appeal to the source as, you know, that's tried to say something, but you can also say within the Bible, there's, there's details about the resurrection that you think, why is this there? And it right. helps, I think, points back to the historicity of the Bible and the veracity of the Bible. But one of those passages is in, is in Luke 24, where um, it talks about Jesus's interactions with the disciples after the resurrection. It says that he was hungry and he ate fish. Right. You know, and if they were hallucinating, is a hallucination going to 
eat fish. And that's a very obscure detail. And I think as we read the Bible, we can gloss over details like that, but also say, you know, this is also a sign that, man, this this happened because this is a detail that why would you put in there that Jesus ate fish? You know, if you're trying to promote a conspiracy theory and the fact that, you know, the the first people to to see the empty tomb were women and they were the ones who proclaimed it. And and historically at that time, if you were really trying to convince people that something happened that didn't happen, historically, they would not have put women as the first, you know, if they were trying to convince people. They could be witnesses in court. Yeah, they could be witnesses in court. And so that, you know, when we read that. trust a woman. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, right? (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) You know, but why would you put that in the Bible. Well, and it's there. Hey, you look, read the that, women saw it. And I know, people they like, would oh. be like, well, that doesn't, I mean, yeah. literally their thought would have been, that doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's there. Right. And I think it just shows like these people, uh, the, these people, the, those who they were recording the gospels. Yeah. They weren't trying to cover up. And I think it just points to the fact that this wasn't some conspiracy they were trying to convince people of, because if they were, they picked some really bad tactics. Yeah. So you, you got to look at what happened through an intelligent, historical, critical perspective. And so you, you take the hallucination theory. Well, if that's true, then why didn't people, cause, cause, and I think we like forget, like there's these Romans guards, first of all, who their life, like if, if, if the body was taken, uh, the penalty for them could be their lives. Like if you guard something like, so if a Roman sit a guard was in charge of money and he lost that money, he owed that money. And if he lost a person, he owed his life. Like mm. that's just how it was. So, and then also, so Romans had something, they, they wanted this stopped. And then the Jews wanted Jesus dead. So if, if the disciples made this up, why wouldn't they present the body? And why wouldn't there be historical documents of actually, no, we showed the body of Jesus. And so it was discredited. You know, when you come to the wrong tomb theory, again, just show the body of Jesus. And then you know, it's done. Parade him around. I mean, the the swoon theory, you know, that that he didn't really die. Uh, he was only, you know, partially dead. I mean, if you recount the, the Roman crucifixion and what happened and you understand how good Romans were at crucifying mm. people, that's just silly. You know, the, you're saying these guys didn't do their job yeah, against were- one of the most volatile People, yeah, Jesus. they were professionals, right? At yes, this. yeah, and this one mattered. This one was mm-hmm. a big deal. The other two cr- thieves on the cross didn't matter as much as Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the substitution theory, you know, I, I, again, you really think that they duped all these Jewish right. leaders who wanted Jesus dead and Romans that wanted Jesus dead, and then the stolen body theory again. Then you have the evidence of him alive, and you have the transformation that took place in not just followers of Jesus, but people who weren't even following Jesus. So what would you say uh, to someone who says, yeah, but there's other religions with right. resurrection stories too. This isn't unique to Christianity. There is not a shred of evidence in history that there was resurrection in other religions until the second century AD. So historically speaking, Jesus is actually the first recorded story of the resurrection that we have. Right. Yeah, C.S. Lewis says that New, New Testament writers were speaking about the resurrection as if it was the first of its kind. Right. That Jesus forced open a door uh, that had previously been locked uh, since the very first yeah. death. So we do have like a, a Marduk, uh, is supposed to be resurrected, a Babylonian god, but the first document that we have of that is after 150 AD. Uh, Adonis and uh, another uh, Greek god um, believed that they would be reincarnated into a different mortal body, but that we don't have any documents of that actually being a belief until about 200 AD. Um, and then Osiris is the only, uh, and that's the Egyptian guy, you know, and you could re- hear about that in Zeitgeist and Bill Maher. 
um, that uh, they say that there was a belief at a resurrection and that we got Jesus from that. Uh, but so when you put that out, people are going to investigate whether or not that's true. And uh, there was a article and you could go to George Mason University and find more about this. But uh, in fact, there's no evidence that Horace was virgin born. There's no evidence that he had a fisher of men or 12 followers. Cause he says that they take that. Um, and what uh, you know, we really believe is that this was probably based on the corruption, you know, that was happening in the early church. It was mm -hmm. really a myth until then. There was no actual documents until then. Um, and only a hand people who studied the, the, the region of Jesus would say Jesus was any kind of myth. You know, I mean, there was these people who really believed in it. And so I would just go back to the disciples stealing the body. Cause that's probably the most likely thing. Right. So you're saying that they stole the body said he was alive just to die. Mm. Yeah. Cause that's what happened. They, they died. If they were trying to preserve their lives. <laughs> like you you're know. saying Saul gave up a very lucrative career as a mm -hmm. Pharisee because, Hey, this is a good idea. Yeah. Let's, let's just roll with this. I, I hallucinated. All right. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think this really has to be thought about when you think about the reliability of Christianity and you look at Jesus and the disciples and what happened to them on earth. Well, if you look at a lot of these kings that said they're gods, like they became pretty powerful people. Muhammad became very powerful. I mean, Joseph Smith of more modern, you know, faith became pretty powerful. Not Jesus. He died right. on the cross. Right. And never, never, not like Joseph Smith became powerful and then was killed. Like Jesus didn't become powerful and then was killed. He actually gave away that. And the disciples, again, had nothing to gain. Right. From this. Yeah, I think to an aspect of the uh, historical aspect of this in the Bible is that the, the plethora, the multitude and plurality of eyewitnesses who saw this, um, you know, so, you know, post-resurrection, it says you know, he appeared, you know, the disciples, then he appeared to, to crowds. And so people saw them. So when we go back to the conspiracy theory, it's like, so if this were, there were still, there was this plurality of eyewitnesses mm -hmm. who saw. And so would this really, and it's not like social media today where things get shared instantly before they're fact-checked before, you know, people, Christians do this a lot. non we, we share things before we check if they're real or not. That's not the culture we're mm -hmm. talking about. We're talking mm -hmm. a culture where things spread uh, through the oral tradition and through mm -hmm. people tell, told. And mm -hmm. so to think that this really could have spread, this message of resurrection could have spread uh, and not just spread, but permeated and taken root and then given birth to the church uh, with all these eyewitnesses, right. you know, if they they would have seen that it didn't happen, right. but it's recorded that they did. And I think that is another aspect that is very unique to Christianity. Because you look at other religions, yes. you have these visions of God and these oracles of God given, and it's always to one person and no one else was around to verify it. Right. And you have the resurrection and you have hundreds of people who were there to verify it. And that is, to me, a part of the beauty of the resurrection is that, you know, a lot of people saw it. Yeah, and and it's significant. And that's what what's significant about, and we talked about the Bible and the reliability of the Bible a few weeks ago, is that the origin of these documents circulating was when these guys who saw him alive were still alive. Yes. And, you know, that changes things. Because if somebody wrote to me and was like, J JFK dot, got shot in Dallas. Um, you know, and you, there's a footage, but you don't really know what happens there. Well, you know, 
or to my kids, like they would be like, okay, did that really happen? Well, they can go to people who were alive when that happened to who know people who were there when that happened. Or, you know, you can use something. I didn't see that happen, mm-hmm. you know, or, or even something before the world war two, like, I don't know. I was alive during world war two, like, but there has been so much validation, you know, over the time. Right. Like certainly if World War II were a myth, it would have been misproved. I mean, the man on the moon is kind of a hard one because there's only a few people. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we never were. Oh, on the moon, wow. But anyway, but like, you know, you're just, there's 500 people who are like, yeah. And you're not like, oh, I heard. You're like, yeah, Jim saw that, you know, yeah. Chris saw that. And, and they knew, yeah, yeah they yeah. knew each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think people are like, hey, this gospel message, I believe, I believe in it. But I do want to, you know, we don't have a blind faith. You talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We don't have a blind faith. And so, like, did you really see Jesus rise from the grave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, William Lane Craig says this, and this is kind of all I have to say on this. I would argue that the hypothesis that God raised Jesus from the dead is not at all improbable. In fact, based on the evidence, it is the best explanation for what happened. What is improbable is the hypothesis that Jesus naturally rose from the dead. That, I would agree, is outlandish. Any hypothesis would be probable than saying the corpse of Jesus spontaneously came back to life, more probable. But the hypothesis that God raised Jesus from the dead doesn't contradict science or any known facts of experience. All it requires is the hypothesis that God exists, and I think there are good independent reasons for believing that he does, as long as the existence of God is even possible. It's possible that he acted in history by raising Jesus from the dead. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Because if God goes back to Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. And if that's true, then we can believe what else follows. So this is why the resurrection is such a big deal because, you know, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, you know? And so when we come to him and realize that we are dead in our sin, he's the one who raises us from death to life out of our sin uh, into new life yeah. to eternity and you know the, the eternal relationship that we were created for with him. And that's why the resurrection is such a big deal because without the resurrection, we really don't have hope apart from this life. And uh, that is de- depressing. <laughs> you he know? is the firstborn from the dead. Which right. means, wait, wait, firstborn. Wait, there's more to be born from the dead? Yeah. And that's us. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're being, we're coming from death to life. That's what baptism is a picture of, is a picture of, we have been resurrected to eternal life in Christ Jesus. Praise God for that. Yeah. Praise God for that. the grave of our sin that we deserve. Well, we hope that this helps give you a little bit more understanding of, of background of resurrection. Some of the other things, uh, uh, theories floating around about resurrection, really the historicity of the resurrection and how we can trust, uh, that this really happened, uh, this linchpin of our faith that it, uh, really did happen. Uh, Jesus is our resurrected King. If you've got questions, want to follow up, want to continue the conversation, please send us a message. We would be happy uh, to send you links to articles that, that <laughs> from people who are much smarter than us. Yeah. That's right. And we and do. Books. That's right. And we do hope this has uh, hopefully just set you up to have an incredible celebration right. of resurrection this Easter weekend. Not and the next only time. weekend. And yeah. And, <laughs> and the next. And the next day and the next day and for all of eternity. Amen. So thanks for joining us. Uh, We hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.